Hello and welcome. This is the Art of Giving Up, <laughs> your podcast for giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate habits, bad relationships, giving up on yourself because sometimes life is too hard and you just want pizza. But remember, <laughs> it's not delivery. It's, it's DiGiorno. Uh, this week, I'm back again with my guest for the second week in a row, maybe future co-host forever because, you know... Astrid. Hi everyone. And this week we're going to be talking general mental health issues. There you go. That's a good title. Woo. So we're back this week. This is kind of exciting. Oh boy. Uh so, first a little what they call house cleaning. Um I, this is a completely new setup for me. I'm kind of going back to the way I used to do it, which you don't know because you never listened still. Sorry. Well, what happened is that I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So this does not sound great, but we're going to work with it. And if there's any echoing, sucks. (laughs) That's just how it's going to be. So I really thought that with the kind of the changes that's been going on with this, uh, generally it's been me just trying to be very positive and, I don't know, do something different. I I really wanted to express myself, but I found it come off kind of flat. And in talking to you, I've discovered what it sounds like when a person is actually passionate about something because you, you exude not really a confidence but a passion about the subject of uh mental wellness and uh mental just mental health in general so i thought it'd be great to have you back some more so we can continue talking about these issues and why it's important that we continue to have this discussion so thank you Stephen, again for having me i really appreciate it Woo. And um, I appreciate the compliment about being so passionate about mental health. Um, This is something I've really struggled with my whole life. So it's really important to me uh, to raise awareness about these issues so that in the future, people don't have to suffer in silence. Um, I know that if things had gone differently, I feel like... I could have had a more productive life when I was younger because I wouldn't have been so heavily burdened by crippling depression. Well, so this is, I think, a good starting point. Um, I have no diagnoses. Um, When I was younger, I did have to... They wanted me to be on Ritalin. My brother did not allow it because she said it made me like a potato. And I have struggled with a lot of things in my life. And I do not have any diagnoses, but... I'm going to be working on that. I'm going to go see a psychiatrist or something soon. But what about you? Uh, what are your diagnoses? What, 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 the, what on that paper? What, what does that paper say about you? Um, where do you want me to start? Like from the least worst to the most worst? I or? mean, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So obviously, I just have kind of like this generalized depression. Um, which is. I guess stems from, I don't know, all the other shit. Um, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is not super familiar to a lot of people. Um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder is separate from post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, P- 
PTSD comes from experiencing a traumatic event and complex post-traumatic stress disorder stems from a series of traumatic events, usually beginning in your early childhood development that shape you into a nervous wreck for the rest of your existence. Um, I also have schizophrenia, which I don't really talk about because a lot of stigma. I have borderline personality disorder, which we discussed last week, and I also have borderline personality disorder type 2 plus anxiety. So that is my wow. whole life. So you got like all the toppings. There. All of it. <laughs> it's like, it's Best like two, pizza ever. To all impossible patties, special sauce, lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, and poppy seed bun. Just got it all. <laughs> <laughs> Just got it all. And so from your personal experience and being someone with these, what do you, maladies? These what do you afflictions curses i don't know um <laughs> i just call them my diagnoses <laughs> they're just my diagnoses and your diagnoses they what do they say about you um euthanasia is the best option what what is <laughs> i'm so sorry what do what do they what do your diagnoses when you do speak about them with people how do they react to you? How does it make you feel? How do they, they treat you? Doctor people or regular people? I mean, any of the peoples. Um, generally, people are a little off-put because they don't understand how BPD works. Um, schizophrenia is really scary sounding. So usually people are like, oh, so, you know, Dal Gribble, King of the Hill, you hear voices. It's, it's, not, it's not that deep. Um... And, I mean, everyone goes, oh, well, you know, depression, anxiety, just go for a walk. Um, I can go for a million walks, not going to change a thing. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I I'm, I'm really am. I, I don't mean to be guilty of that, but um, even if you listen to some of the early episodes of this podcast, I kind of oversimplified the concept that I was trying to put forth, which is that, you know, like it's hard, but I think that sometimes getting that momentum is important but like many people i kind of came across as go outside do something you know you can do it even though you don't think you can which can be true but it's not really helpful when you feel like you want to slit your wrists yeah you know um if i'm too tired to kill myself i'm too tired to go for a goddamn walk I guess I guess you there's no there's nothing else you can say about that and that's all folks no, I, <laughs> you know uh, so as somebody who's had all these uh, diagnoses and as somebody myself who hasn't but feels like I don't know something must be wrong with me um, I personally have been feeling like I've not really been exposed to and I feel like I'm one of those people we're surrounded by books and books and books and I've read almost every one of these books and None of them are about this subject, and I really don't think that until we reconnected that uh, that I really understood how important it is to have these conversations, because there are things about myself that I did not realize until you, who is not a medical professional, was telling me about yourself. And I personally, when I go into situations, I don't find people talking about their diagnoses. I don't find people talking about the things that ail them. 
And so why do you think that is? And why do you think it's important that we talk about this? I think that the reason a lot of people don't talk about their mental health issues, um, two big reasons. There's a ton of stigma surrounding mental health issues um, to the point where people are embarrassed to admit that they have any kinds of feelings that like could be depression. And the other thing is we don't really take mental health that seriously here in the States. We kind of look at it as you're looking for attention. It's not that bad. It could be worse. And well, yes, for some people it could be worse. It doesn't mean that what they're experiencing isn't so overwhelming to them individually that they can't handle it um so when you are exposed to a lot of negative images of mentally ill people for example when i say i'm schizophrenic people usually assume like they see this image of this like my person uncle. yeah like my uncle like rambling banging, banging on my door like, no shoes just yeah. walking down the street talking to themselves yeah, yeah, like yeah. i don't do any of that stuff anymore um, <laughs> <laughs> that's good um so you know when you say you have a problem people have these really terrible images in their head and they're going to associate that with you obviously you don't want that when you're trying to have a conversation with someone you don't want them to not take anything you say seriously because something that is on a piece of paper uh so now we're at a point where nobody wants to really have these discussions but mental illness is on the rise and we're at like rates of depression that we've never seen so it's time to have these conversations even if they're really uncomfortable and what would you say if like even me personally who i've had experience with schizophrenics uh as exactly where they've been the what we like as the archetype the, the what we what we envision people with schizophrenia to be and so how do you how do we change that like um i find myself asking you a lot of questions because as someone who's not spent 20 years in front of a psychiatrist or psychologist i don't even have a grasp of these things but what i do know as a lay person yeah see look at that progressive mm. labor <laughs> is um i know people who have suffered schizophrenia and who've done things like harm others uh, themselves literally running down the street banging on my window stalking people really erratic behavior and so when i personally think of schizophrenics i do kind of have that knee-jerk reaction and like what do we do about this and is there how, how when it is an aspect of the the sickness how do we get people's minds off of that when it's not like it's untrue you know it's not like it's not like it's being made up it's something that happens but i don't know if it's regular i don't know if it's a common thing and for someone like you who deals with it every day and people look at you and they judge you based on these things i think it i can understand it being hard you know but it's also not like complete fiction right so like how we how do you deal with that and like how do you change that perception 
first, I think the most important thing to do is to actually raise awareness about more atypical rare mental illnesses. Um, anxiety and depression, obviously, big ones. We need to talk about them, but when you think of people who are schizophrenic and your first thought is that, which yes, that happens, and yes, I've been there, but if we start talking about these things more and start raising awareness for them, we can actually put more people who have schizophrenia into treatment programs so they can live life a little easier. Uh, and again, putting these images that are associated with schizophrenics into like media and um, whatever, it really gives people like the wrong idea. And then people who have schizophrenia are feeling those ways don't want to come out and say anything because again, knee-jerk reaction. And the fear of hospitalization is really, really scary to a lot of people. And when you're going through the mental health system, if you say certain things, even if you don't mean them 100%, if you're like, yeah, I feel like I want to kill myself sometimes, hey, they're going to put you in 72-hour care. And I mean, come on, who wants that? Um, so we need to start not only taking it more seriously like in public, but in my personal experience with therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, they need to be more sympathetic of actual mental ill people because I know a lot of therapists, psychiatrists, etc. are not mentally ill people. So while they're doing their best, it's really hard to relate to something like this when you don't have any of that experience yourself personally. It sounds like a lack of representation. That's a really good word for it, yes. Because um, being a person of color, I don't know if you can tell, <laughs> <laughs> a lack of representation is a thing that you know, that has been lacking for POCs for a really long time. And people often feel like they're excluded or marginalized, even in areas and situations where they aren't because they're not being represented. And it's kind of true, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of hard to, unless the character is being extreme or the story is particularly out there to have representation of people with these diagnoses in the media as an example in a film you won't we wouldn't be able to tell if a character had schizophrenic was schizophrenia but they were able to dysfunction normally among everyone else and deal with it and take i guess a pill once every three days or something because people with maladies who manage look like everyone else so how do we like really get that representation out there how can you do that when it's in your when it's in your head and it makes you struggle you know like depression is not just like being able to like like not being able to do things and want to kill yourself you're not well i'm gonna kill myself all the time i want to die i want to die i want to die sometimes it manifests its way in like very subtle ways like you know just like even if you're able to get up in the morning and go to work this like overwhelming sense of dread that you might feel pressing down on you even if you do manage to make it out of the house could be a sign of depression you know but you how do you how do you how do you show that on television how do you explain that in a book you know what i mean like how can you do that without 
making a character who is a trope who's like walking down the street throwing shoes at people talking about them kids dumb dog kids backing off on my trailer and they just like but then they recover and they're better and somebody learns that they can love them despite their sickness like how does it work when it's in your head and you can't show people what's in your mind because i've known you a long time and i mean you're off not gonna lie i've always known that you're off you know i've always known you know just people know that i'm off but i never knew a lot of these things about you and so how could you like do that how what what is there that we can do i think that more people who have schizophrenia or other mental health issues that are not super represented should come forward and make content start a blog do a podcast make a facebook page make some memes we need to talk about this as mentally ill people because really neurotypical people don't need to be getting involved with this um just listen and then talk to your friends and make sure they're okay but um this is really not necessarily the responsibility of mentally ill people but we need the representation so we need to come out and start representing ourselves because no one else is going to do it at this point um because when the neurotypicals come and they want to represent us again it's shoes being thrown and you're yelling utter conspiracy theory nonsense and we don't need all these really terrible and inaccurate representations of us when it's really easy to be able to talk about it anonymously but still get your point across so with that we're kind of getting to the point of why we're here today and that is that this is kind of that way to get representation across um we are right now in a society of people who are not exactly neurotypical but not everybody's educated about these subjects and we are not here to pretend that we're doctors or psychologists, but we're going to just be talking about our experiences. And honestly, I've been letting you do a lot of talking because anybody who's been listening for a while, all the tens of you or hundreds, whatever, you all kind of know me. But the truth is, I don't really know myself. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not quite at a place where I understand who i am so i'm kind of deferring to you because you know yourself at least a little just a little just a little and so if there was somebody out there who hears this for the first time and they feel like they're not really sure what is wrong with them or if there's anything wrong with them or if they suffer from an illness or malady or diagnoses that is not common or has a stigma attached, what, does the, what, is, what would you say to them? What would, you, what would you as a person say to them? I would say to them, reach out to a medical professional. Call your insurance company if you have one and get a list of mental health providers in your area who take your insurance, call, make an appointment, go in and talk to your doctor. There's a lot of things that we as people who are very complicated don't realize in ourselves that these behaviors might not be 
the best behaviors or that these might be unhealthy behaviors because we don't really talk about them. And if you never are told that it's not normal to feel like you want to kill yourself all the time, you might not realize that there's anything wrong. So if you're hearing this and you think, oh, you know, I think about suicide or a lot, or I have all these weird paranoid thoughts, go to your doctor. It can't hurt to just talk to someone and find out. Um, we don't reach out enough to each other, our doctors, and it's really important that we start having these conversations. If you feel alone or scared or embarrassed, don't. There's tons of people out there just like you, and we all want to just do better and be better and live fulfilling, productive lives. You know, there's nothing else to be added to that. I'm just an innocent bystander and a steamroller that is you, Astrid. I forgot. I don't think we said your name this episode. We're not good at this. So just in case I forgot, and this is your first time listening, I'm Steven. I'm Astrid. And this is Darda Giving Up. As always, you can find us on... Ooh, us. It sounds fun. Ooh, jumping the gun there, huh? Uh, <laughs> you can find uh, us on Twitter uh, at Giving Up Twitter and on Instagram at Giving Up Instagram and at Gmail at The Art of Giving Up Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, you're not alone. There's somebody out there who understands what you're going through. And even if you can't find them, we're here to listen. And like always, peace. Peace.